The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to our podcast, The Natural Way with Sandy series and This particular one is December is Stress Month for Many. And we're going to learn how to perhaps not be so stressed. Some of this information is drawn from the course Your Life, Your Journey, Never Be Stressed Again. And that is going to become an online course in early 2020. Anyone who's interested in learning about mindfulness practice without all the guru stuff and uh, really down-to-earth information, as well as handling life and looking at life maybe from a different dimension, then please let me know by email to sandy, S-A-N-D-I, at sandyrogers, that's R-O-G-E-R-S, dot com, dot A-U. So sandy at sandyrogers, dot com, dot A-U. So let's get into December being the stress month, and let's talk about... uh, And basically offering some help out there in relation to the stress that can happen. Now, some people might say, oh, December isn't a stress month. December is the stress month out of all the 12 that we have. Let's take an example. Look at shopping centres starting off from the 1st of December. You go shopping. How's the parking? The way that everyone's pushing in front of each other. What about they're pushing their trolleys around laden with stuff? They've got frowns on their face. Their shoulders are up around their ears. People aren't just strolling around just listening to the carols that are being played. The carols reminding you that it's Christmas, reminding you you need to be spending money, reminding you that, sure, 25th of December is only one day, but really start shopping and buying up big right from now. People are rushing about they get stressed. But what about other stress factors that happen in December? Family are coming, maybe family that you don't see all year, but you simply have to get together because it's December 25th. And some of those family members may be problematical. They may drink too much, they may argue. And before you know it, by the end of the day, you're totally exhausted. The family has had their argument. Someone has drunk too much. And it takes another, really, 12 months to get over it and it all starts all over again. What about you've spent too much money? You know that you can't afford a lot of the things that you're spending money on, but you do it because you feel it's expected. You really do worry about being seen to be doing the right thing. And what about the poor people whose turn it is to cook Christmas lunch. Now, I'm not saying that everyone gets stressed. Some people, in fact, really enjoy Christmas and the lead up to it. And they dress their house up and they they dress their car up and they dress their gardens up and they get all the lights out. But folks, being in clinical practice, I deal with the people on a day-to-day basis and hear the stories. And I go and do a lot of public speaking around this country and I know what people say to me about the month of December. A lot of the counselling that I do 
really spends a lot of time talking about December. But let's look at the word stress and talk about stress in a way that maybe get you to think about handling things a little bit differently. And then when next December comes along, you might be able to actually get on top of it and really not be bothered about it. So what does this word stress actually mean? We see so many people going on to antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication, yet we see more and more people feeling out of control even with these drugs. Of course, people will generally feel better for a short time on these medications. And I'm not saying the medications aren't required or needed at certain times. But as evidenced in clinical practice, for the long term, these medications can cause more harm than good. Because the problem that existed in order to go onto the antidepressants is still there, whatever the life event is. So stress is a word that has become such a habit to use. Yet we need to ask ourselves a question. What is really occurring to lead me into saying I'm stressed? You see, people are exposed to life events each and every day, but often they have no knowledge on how to manage these events and challenges. They feel overwhelmed. They feel out of control and life becomes a real struggle. Every day simply gets worse rather than better. Why? Because they are looking at the situation or situations in a way that they feel they have no control over. A client described the feeling to me as being drawn down into a deep black hole like being pulled into a corkscrew with no way out, being dragged down. But following discussion, there was a way out. And what is required is to follow some steps that offer a roadmap to get to the destination that you decide you want to get to. Notice the word I'm stressing is you. We went on a journey and I would like to share what we did as it may be of assistance to you. And hopefully you'll be able to take out something of what I'm saying and be able to actually have a better life and a better existence. For the people who are perfectly happy and content and don't have any stress in their life, then you can probably just turn the podcast off or keep it going because it may be of use for you to share with a friend. Remember that these podcasts are my way of putting back into my community to be able to share information that may be able to be of help and support to you to have a better life. So let us start with this journey and I would like to say that it was this journey that started me off on writing my 12-week in-class course 
your life, your journey, never be stressed again, which will be coming an online course in early 2020. The journey is called your life and it really is your life. So many of us live our lives with so much of a focus on everyone else's that we fail to live our own. So first point is important to consider that you need to be living your life and this is important, your life. You see folks, you are in control of one very important element and that is you. What you feel, what you think is all under your control. How many times would you hear yourself saying, he made me angry, she made me sad? No one makes you anything because you actually choose it. Whether it's subconscious or automatic, nine times out of ten it is automated because you do it so often and so regularly, it becomes a habit. So if someone speaks to you with a loud voice, you automatically feel hurt, rejected. Instead of saying, I have a choice, I have control over what my feeling is going to be about that person's behaviour. So this is one of our first elements that we need to think about. What you feel, what you think, is all under your control. Let me say that again. You are in control of the one very important aspect and that is you. What you feel, what you think is all under your control. If somebody speaks to you in a way that previously you would have felt hurt or rejected, come up with another feeling come up with another emotion or come up with an alternative action. Instead of maybe crying and feeling sad, why not just stand there and smile and go, that's interesting, and walk away. You've got the choice to do that. And when we start dealing in December with a lot of the challenges that a lot of you may be faced with, well, you now know that you have choices and what you feel and what you think, you start making conscious choices. So what I would like you to do is either physically do this or think about it, but basically it's great fun if you literally do it yourself. Now, each situation, many people deal with lots and lots of different things. One of my clients, for a particular thing that she was dealing with, she used a small tablecloth. Another client, who basically was dealing with so many issues, there was work, there was family, there was partner, there was financial, there were so many issues that she was dealing with, she also had a pretty good sense of humour, she decided to do this exercise and used a king-size sheet and she put it on a wall 
in a spare bedroom. She hung it up on a wall in a spare bedroom. Now let me explain. I want you to get either a white tablecloth, it's got to be white, or a white sheet. Um, Maybe butcher's paper if you want, but it needs to be white. And then you place it either on a wall or a large table. Now, there is not one mark on this tablecloth. It's vividly white. It's a clear canvas because this is now going to become your new way of dealing with your life events. And you will have either a very large one, um, like the king-size sheet, or you will have a small tablecloth, or you will have a separate butcher's paper, but again white, the butcher's paper. It's the white, the vividness of the white, the clear canvas, because you're starting to rebuild a new life here. Now, at the top of the cloth or paper that you're using, you need to use writing with a big marker pen, any colour you like, it doesn't matter. What do you want out of your life? So in the top of the top line, right at the top, what do you want? The situation, what do you want out of your life? Now you can write whatever you like. The trick here is to write terms you're comfortable with. Now, let me give you an example. You may be always sad due to the loss of a loved one. And this was the example with the client we worked with. You may be always sad due to the loss of a loved one and you want to have a sense of happiness, a sense of peace. That real sadness is there and you really have got stuck into there and you don't know basically how to get out. So happiness and peace may be what you choose to write. Now that's the goal. Now go down to the bottom of the cloth and write, how are you at this very moment? Are you stressed or sad? Write why, again in any colour, why are you stressed or why are you sad or why are you angry or what are the changes? Now, we've got the starting of a plan here. The commencement of the journey to get to the destination that you've selected at the top of the cloth. Here, we set out steps to achieve the outcome. On the right-hand side of the cloth, you write, I have 86,400 seconds each and every day and I will spend time every day focusing on a positive outcome on my path to achieve and that write whatever you've written at the top of the cloth. I'm going to repeat this for you. On the right hand side of the cloth you write I have 86,400 seconds each and every day and I will spend time every day 
focusing on a positive outcome on my path to achieve whatever you've written at the top of the cloth. So happiness, peacefulness, contentment, whatever it is. Now, you may have multiple situations that you're going to be dealing with, but you need to have at the top and at the bottom. And because as you then achieve your steps, you write them in, starting at the bottom and working towards the top. You see, day by day, you are building your path to a positive outcome. So every day you need to be thinking, what can I do to achieve my outcome? And you literally do something each and every day to achieve the outcome. And it needs to be where you can see it. And it needs to be done on a day-to-day basis. Because positivity evolves from negativity as you get into a pattern. Positive outcomes are then achieved. I love seeing the clients coming in with their tablecloth, with their journey evolving, or their butcher's paper. You too may like to give this a go. And again, you could have several things. You may be sad about something. You may be angry about something. You may be at a total loss about something else. But you can put them into columns. And then you may find that the more you think you've just got to deal with, as one positive thing starts to change, it's so interesting to see positivity developing and moving in the right direction across multiple feelings that you may be having. You see, folks, this is the beginning of a new life, a new you as you engage with your needs and your 86,400 seconds. The old Buddha saying, if it is to be, it is up to me, resonates with this activity beautifully. Because if there is going to be any change in your life, you need to do it. I've heard people say, if only my husband would not stay at the pub so long on a Friday night and come home drunk and abusive, life would be so much better. No, you need to do something about being there with this situation. You see, that is what he does with his life. It is what you do with your life that is important. The choices that you make, if you choose to stay there on a Friday night and be exposed to that abuse, then you need to ask yourself, why are you doing that? And you may decide to choose an alternative option. It may be that on Friday night you go to the movies or you may go and stay with a friend. There are choices. Situations that if we look at and we look at the choices, you do what you consider to be of value to you, not others. So many people actually live their life around their children and grandchildren. 
and I see that regularly where I live. You see many people who actually go out of their way and put their life on hold in order to be available for children and grandchildren. But some of these people, not all, but some lament to say, I'm I'm not even thanked for what I do. Not that I want to be thanked, but it would be nice if I... Well, actually, I'll say to them, you do want to be thanked. Because if you didn't want to be thanked, you wouldn't have said it. So they feel as though they're doing what they their duty says, but they'd like to go off and do something else. One lady said to me, who was in her late 60s, she'd always wanted to learn paddling, which is paddling on like a board. But the day that the class was, was the day that she got roped in, her words, to looking after the grandchildren. She'd worked all of her life to have a reasonable lifestyle. But when I started saying to her, you do what you consider to be of value to you and there is a balance. It is not to others first, it is to you first and others come into play. So functionally, what you need to be looking at is you make your choices. But once you've made the choices, please don't whinge about it. So make the choices and be content. But you don't do it out of duty or anything like that. You do it out of love for wanting to do it. Because let's go back to the beginning of a new life for you, a new you as you engage with your needs and your 86,400 seconds. If your life changes are to happen, if it is to be, it is up to me, needs to be thought about in the process of thinking about what it is all about for you. So those choices are so important. If Christmas is a hassle, then go away. Have a holiday by yourself or spend time with people you choose to spend time with. Or why don't we do a really great thing and cancel Christmas altogether? Let's just take December 25 out. Let's cancel it. Wouldn't that be wonderful? What would all of those commercial people out there who are wanting to grab a hold of your money, your hard-earned money, the large corporations, what would they do then? Think about all the things that happen. The Christmas trees, the tassels, the the lights, the 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 hams, the chooks, the everything, you know, the, the seafood. It all goes up. The prices all go up at Christmas. Why don't we just cancel it? Because you see, people say, oh, well, Sandy, because it's about peace and love to your fellow human. My answer to that is peace and love to your fellow human should be a goal for every day of the week, not December 25. Peace and love to your fellow man should be a day-to-day activity, not generated and stimulated by commercialism. So imagine life where December 25th was one where you went and you found someone in need and offered them a hand. Do something for them. Oh, I lament. Yes, I can dream. We actually donate to charities. So what can you do each and every day to get to achieve your outcomes? Well, before I get to that, I would like to say that I really um, 
although I dislike Christmas because of the commercialization of it, for people who are religious and who are Christians and they want to celebrate the birth of Christ, that's one thing. That is going to church and those types of things, but can't we just get rid of everything else? But if we don't, what do you do each and every day of the rest of the year to get to achieve your outcomes? Well, folks, second by second, you take baby steps. And before you know it, you are achieving your goal. You're filling in your sheet. You're starting off and day by day, you're making choices to reach your goal. Why? Because you took control. You set a plan for yourself to achieve and you work towards a positive outcome. So, this is one step that can be a very positive activity to turn negatives into positives and enjoy the journey of your life. And that is why I always say with my captions, please find happiness in every moment. 86,400 seconds is your day, your time, your day, your life. But what you do with it should be your choice and make choices that resonate with you. And if others don't want those choices and they're not happy with them, well, just remind them, it's your life, not theirs. Because the more content and peaceful you are with your life, your journey, the better everyone will feel being around you. If only we could all do that. Spend less time in other people's moccasins and more time in our own. So, again, my old caption, please find happiness in every moment, enjoy the journey and start making choices and I look forward to getting some feedback on this one and if you are interested in more and more of these tips about your life, your journey, the short course will be written and be uploaded in early January, um, uh, sorry, early 2020. It will be somewhere towards the end of January, early February. Um, but please let me know to Sandy, S-A-N-D-I at sandyrogers.com.au. Once again, it's a privilege to be able to offer this information and thank you so much for taking your valuable seconds and listening to me. Take care. The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.